Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, October 31st, and we start with local news. The Spring Hill Police Department has made an arrest following a shooting incident on Sunday, October 22nd, when two homes on Reuben Road were hit by bullets. Spring Hill Police Department said on Wednesday several people met on the street for, quote, an illicit purpose when the meeting escalated and one person shot at the others, which is when the homes were hit. On Friday, the department announced it had made an arrest of 19-year-old Simon Tanner of Franklin. He was charged with two counts of reckless endangerment for firing a weapon into a habitation. Police said detectives are working with the 22nd District Attorney General's office and more charges may be found in their review of the case. In a Facebook post around 5 p.m. on Sunday, the department said both homes were occupied at the time of the shooting, but there were no injuries. When officers arrived, the suspects had left the area. At 7 p.m., Spring Hill Police Department reported there was no danger to the public and that they were following leads. The department said witnesses saw a black Jeep Wrangler leave the scene after hearing gunfire. In early information, they described the possible suspect as a black male with dreads wearing tan shorts and a tank top. That description does not fit Tanner. There was no other information released until Wednesday when the department said that they had been able to identify and speak to some of the people involved. Tanner was booked into the Murray County Detention Center on Thursday, October 26th. The Murray County Sheriff's Office confirmed on Friday, October 27th, he had made bond at $100,000. United Auto Workers President Sean Fain announced Monday a new contract between auto workers and GM and suspended the stand-up strike in effect for the big three automakers. Two days after workers at GM's largest assembly plant in Spring Hill walked out on strike, word came that the UAW and the auto manufacturer had come to a tentative agreement. Your bargaining committee worked hard through the night and early this morning and reached a tentative agreement with GM. Once again, we have several astonishing victories, Fain said in a video statement released on social media at 3.42 p.m. yesterday. A walkout at the Tennessee plant was long anticipated from the start of the stand-up strike on September 15th. UAW reached a tentative agreement with Ford on Wednesday and another with Stellantis on Saturday. Both agreements tout drastically increased wages for full-time and temporary workers and the return of cost-of-living adjustments, among other sticking points. Right now, the future of our industry is being defined, Fain said. I don't care if you build combustion engines or electric vehicle batteries. These workers make these vehicles and this company run, he said. Monday, Fain called the tentative agreement with GM a stunning victory, rivaling the sit-down strikes of the 1930s. We were relentless in our fight to win a record contract, and that is exactly what we accomplished, Fain said. If ratified, Fain said GM's salaried workers will be given a 25% general wage increase for the first time in history, in addition to a cost-of-living increase. Fain said the next step is for UAW National and GM Council members to vote November 3rd to send the agreement to membership. This will be the most lucrative contract for salaried GM workers in their history, Fain said. For our hourly workers, it's the same story. The starting wage for new GM workers will increase 70% from $18 per hour to over $30, Fain said. The top wage will increase 33%. President Joe Biden said the landmark agreement rewards auto workers for their sacrifice. 
I applaud the UAW and General Motors for coming together after hard-fought, good-faith negotiations to reach a historic agreement to provide workers with the pay, benefits, and respect they deserve. With this landmark agreement with GM, the UAW has now reached historic tentative agreements with all of the big three American automakers, Biden said in a statement. This historic tentative agreement rewards the auto workers who have sacrificed so much with the record salaries, more paid leave, greater retirement security, and more rights and respect at work. I want to applaud the UAW and GM for agreeing to immediately bring back all of the GM workers who have been walking the picket line on behalf of their UAW brothers and sisters. This historic contract is a testament to the power of unions and collective bargaining to build strong middle-class jobs while helping our most iconic American companies thrive. The final word on these tentative agreements will ultimately come from UAW members themselves in the days and weeks to come, he said. Fain started the long-term nationwide strike with a routine address each Friday on Facebook, updating union members about negotiations and calling on more facilities to walk out. Then a couple of weeks ago, Fain threw a curveball calling for a Kentucky plant to walk out in the middle of the week, Spring Hill, was the next curveball. Tim Smith, UAW Region 8 director, believes Spring Hill's walkout was the key that forced GM's hand and called the agreement historical. Fain said information will be sent to workers on strike for a a return-to-work plan. Newly released data from Realtracks.com for September shows that the median home price in Murray County is $421,990, according to a report by the Southern Middle Tennessee Realtors Association. Closings were up 7% in September compared to August in the Southern Middle Tennessee region. The median sale price for the region was $374,900 in September, according to Realtracks.com. Comparatively, July showed the potential buyers and sellers in Murray County saw houses sell for a median price of $364,900, an additional analysis of data from separate site Realtor.com shows. In July, median prices were up 4.3% compared to June, according to Realtor.com. Realtor.com sources sales data from real estate deeds, resulting in a few months' delay in up-to-date data. The statistics don't include homes currently listed for sale and aren't directly comparable to listings data. Condominiums and townhomes increased by 11.4% in sales price this July to a median of $362,450 from $325,250 in June. Compared to July of 2022, the sale price of condominiums and townhomes was slightly up from $349,000. Four homes sold for $1 million or more during the month, compared to zero recorded transactions of at least $1 million in July of 2022. The Spring Hill Police Department is proud to announce the promotion of nine Spring Hill Police Department officers, one to the rank of captain, three to the rank of lieutenant, four to the rank of sergeant, and one to the rank of detective. The department congratulates each of these officers on their hard work and dedication. Captain Justice Justin Whitwell is a 19-year veteran of the Spring Hill Police Department. He will be assigned to lead the Field Operations Division. Lieutenant Tommy Barber is an 18-year veteran of the Spring Hill Police Department. He will be assigned to lead the D Patrol Shift. Lieutenant Jeff Betts is a 17-year veteran of the Spring Hill Police Department. He will be assigned to lead the B Patrol Shift. Lieutenant Chad Astis is a 4-year veteran. He will be assigned to lead the C Patrol Shift. Sergeant Curtis Floyd is a six-year veteran of Spring Hill Police Department. He will be assigned to the Support Services Division. 
Sergeant Megan O'Leary is a six-year veteran of the Spring Hill Police Department, and she will be assigned to the Field Operations Division. Sergeant Lee Colvitt is a two-year veteran of Spring Hill Police Department. He will be assigned to the Field Operations Division. Sergeant Daniel Willis is a two-year veteran, and he will be assigned to the Field Operations Division. And Detective Jonathan Tiller, a two-year veteran of Spring Hill Police Department, will be assigned to the Criminal Investigations Division. These promotions became effective October 30th to fill vacancies across all three department divisions. Join Murray Alliance for their upcoming Real Talk, their new retail workshop series tailored to address the unique challenges faced by small businesses. They will host quarterly interactive sessions led by industry experts on topics that are specifically relevant to retailers in Murray County. Join them at the factory at Columbia on Wednesday, November 1st at 8 a.m. for their first Real Talk session, Marketing the Charm of Your Business, with Bernard Porter, owner of PCG Digital Media. Following Porter's presentation, Galen Longo will provide an overview of the free resources available through the Tennessee Small Business Development Center. Refreshments will be provided. The program is free and open to the public. The Firefighter of the Year Award is presented by Columbia Fire and Rescue and Columbia's Noon Rotary to the firefighter who has put forth the highest degree of effort dedicated to suppression, prevention, training, and emergency medical services. Columbia Fire and Rescue is proud to recognize this year's Firefighter of the Year, Captain Will Craft. He has been instrumental in developing Columbia Fire and Rescue's new Recruit Training Academy and consistently goes above and beyond for his department, his crew, and his community. Spring Hill Memorial Funeral Home is hosting a Veterans Memorial Service, which will be held at 2 p.m. on Sunday, November 12th at Spring Hill Memorial Park Funeral Home and Cremation Services, located at 5239 Main Street in Spring Hill. The keynote speaker will be Lieutenant Colonel Jeff King. Special music will be provided, and veterans will be honored. Murray Regional Medical Group hosted a ribbon cutting on Friday, October 27th in partnership with Murray Alliance at its new obstetrics and gynecology practice location adjacent to Murray Regional Medical Center. Murray Regional Medical Group's OBGYN is now located on the entire fourth floor of the Murray Regional Medical Office building and features a modern design as well as additional services. The state-of-the-art space perfectly complements the exceptional care we offer to women at all phases of their lives, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. It's a beautiful practice, and the additional square footage will allow us to grow while continuing to focus on providing compassionate, quality care to our community, he said. The practice doubled in size after moving to the fourth floor of the medical office building from the sixth, now with more than 12,000 square feet of space. Each physician has a dedicated pod of exam rooms for their patients, and the number of rooms in the new space increased from 15 to 26. Additional features include a larger waiting area, two ultrasound rooms, up from only one, and two prenatal non-stress test rooms, which are new to the practice. Moving to the fourth floor has given us a chance to expand our services with a much larger space, most notably the addition of our two non-stress test screening rooms, said Murray Regional Medical Group President Nathan Miller. In addition to expanding our physical space, we have continued to recruit physicians as more women choose Murray Regional Health for their care. In fact, a record 185 babies were delivered in Murray Regional in August. 
Murray Regional Medical Group OBGYN now has eight specialists who provide a range of services for women, including pregnancy and childbirth, gynecology, minimally invasive surgeries, and general well-woman care. The care team includes doctors Nicole Falls, Leanne Gozmau, Taylor Masters, Michael Pelletier, and Andres Rodriguez, as well as nurse practitioners Brittany Legg, Leslie McBroom, and Jill McDonald. Murray Regional Medical Group OBGYN hours are Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Friday from 8.30 a.m. until noon. The practice is located at 1222 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia on the fourth floor. For a complete list of services and more information or to schedule an appointment or refer a patient, call 931-490-1295 or visit www.murrayregional.com forward slash OB-GYN. Larry Stovall, a retired colonel in the United States Army, will be the featured speaker at the November 5th Veterans Tribute at First United Methodist Church's Sanctuary, located at 222 West 7th Street in Columbia, at 6 p.m. Stovall served as infantry platoon leader and rifle company commander in the American Division in Vietnam and served as principal instructor in the weapons department at the U.S. Army Infantry School. Stovall was promoted to the rank of colonel and commanded the 401st Military Police Camp, prisoner of war camp, in Saudi Arabia during Operation Desert Shield and Operation Desert Storm. Plan to attend on November 5th to hear about Colonel Stovall's military experiences during his 31-year career in the Army. The City of Columbia, in collaboration with Murray County Government, invites the community to the grand unveiling of the Pokes at Preservation Park. This event will take place on Friday, November 3rd at 4 p.m. in Columbia. The unveiling ceremony includes remarks from City of Columbia and Murray County Government elected officials. The central focus of the park are life-size bronze statues of President James K. Polk and First Lady Sarah Polk, symbolizing the importance of President Polk's legacy and the rich history of Columbia. The Pokes at Preservation Park is strategically located directly across the street from the James K. Polk Home and Museum, offering a unique opportunity for historical reflection and a place for the community to gather. From November 6th through December 20th, the Prior Art Gallery at Columbia State Community College will be hosting the exhibition Native America and the West, featuring the pen and ink drawings of artist Bob Jones. Bob Jones achieves a level of detail in his pen and ink drawings that boggles the mind. His passion for Western art depicting Native Americans and cowboys goes back all the way to second grade. Jones attended Harris School of Advertising Art in Nashville, which led to an illustrious career beginning in the 1960s, photographing and designing album covers for country music greats like Dolly Parton, Roy Orbison, Waylon Jennings, and Johnny Cash. An artist, illustrator, and photographer, Jones has many stories to share about his experiences in country music and his narratives of the West through pen and ink. Jones resides in Spring Hill. Prior Art Gallery on the Columbia campus will feature an artist reception on Thursday, November 16th from 5 to 7 p.m. The reception is free and open to the public. Light refreshments will be served. On Monday, October 16th, the Spring Hill Chamber launched its 2023 Think, Shop, Explore Local Passport, presented by Groove Life, encouraging residents to explore the local community and its businesses through November 17th. Residents who collect at least 15 stickers from participating businesses will have a chance to win a grand prize featuring gifts from local businesses worth thousands of dollars. 
Empowering our community with a local passport program is not just about promoting business, it's about promoting community pride through local discovery, said Rebecca Melton, executive director of the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce. With the opportunity to win a generous grand prize from some of our local businesses, the Passport Program offers an exciting way for residents to explore the community's assets and make new connections, she said. Passports are available at all participating businesses in the Spring Hill Welcome Center, located at 5326 Main Street, Suite G in Spring Hill. The Welcome Center will also serve as the official back—I'm sorry, drop-off location for all completed passports. A list of business addresses, a map with directions, grand prize details, and passport rules can be found at springhillchamber.com forward slash passport. The local passport includes 33 stops encompassing various local business types and community photo opportunities. This year's community photo opportunities include Spring Hill Public Library, Walnut Street Skate Park, and Cannon Hill. Participants can take photos at these locations and share them on Instagram or Facebook using the hashtag SHPassport23 or complete the entire passport to earn extra entries in the grand prize drawing. Again, for more information, you can visit www.springhillchamber.com forward slash passport. Duck River Jam, a community event intended to raise awareness and funds to fight a proposed landfill along the Duck River, will take place at 1 p.m. on Sunday, November 5th at Cherry Theater at Columbia State Community College. The event will feature performances by local musicians as well as a silent auction and is being organized by the concerned citizens group Protect the Duck River. The group has advocated against plans by Louisiana-based Trinity Business Group to build a 1,300-acre trash disposal complex as close as 1,000 feet from the Duck River at a former Monsanto phosphate processing site in Murray County. The property contains multiple Superfund sites and is mandated for EPA rehabilitation because of hazardous waste contamination. Protect the Duck River was previously involved in successful efforts to convince state lawmakers to pass legislation designating that segment of the Duck River as a Class II scenic river. In April, Governor Bill Lee signed the new law requiring certain water resource projects to be permitted. Trinity Group filed a lawsuit in May appealing the Murray-Marshall Solid Waste Regional Planning Board's rejection of its landfill application. Funds raised at the Duck River Jam will help defray legal fees for opponents of that appeal. The Duck River is the most biologically diverse river in North America, as well as the source of drinking water for more than 300,000 people in this community, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. The Duck River Jam is an opportunity for Middle Tennessee residents to support this precious, fragile resource while enjoying a great day of music and fun. For more information about Duck River Jam or to purchase tickets, please visit www.duckriverjam.com. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. James Albert Taylor, 76, retired educator and Columbia resident, died Thursday, October 26th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Taylor will be conducted on Thursday, November 2nd at 2 p.m. at St. Peter's Episcopal Church. Burial will follow in St. John's Churchyard. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home and Thursday from 12.30 to 2 p.m. in the Parish Hall of St. Peter's Episcopal Church. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. 
we start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have sunny skies today with a high of 52 degrees. Winds will be out of the north-northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect clear skies for the trick-or-treaters. A hard freeze is expected overnight with a low of around 24 degrees. Winds will be out of the north-northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. 
This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Deciding what your next home will look like, cost in construction, or timing can be intimidating. At The Way Realty, our licensed general contractors help take the fear out of home building by walking you through the step-by-step process of estimating the cost and designing the look that you desire. You can even stay in your house until your new house is finished. Do you have a family farm or a piece of land you would like to build on? Our prices start at $195 a square foot and include brick and nice finishes. Come by our office and see what we can do for you at 800 Hatcher Lane in Columbia or call us at 931-580-4669. Here we go. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The woes of traffic congestion are all too familiar for Nashvillians who spend hours on the roads just trying to make it to and from work. But is the commute really that much worse than other cities? A recent study conducted by Forbes Home analyzed the top 25 U.S. cities with the worst commutes and determined the commute for most Nashvillians is the worst in the country. Researchers gathered several metrics from the 2021 U.S. Census as well as walkscore.com to determine which cities have the hardest commutes. Those metrics included things like the average time spent commuting to work, access to public transit, walkability, and the percentage of workers in each household without a car. In Nashville, residents have an average commute time of 28.6 minutes to work each day, which is similar to other cities in the top 10 like Charlotte, North Carolina, Dallas, Texas, and even Los Angeles, California, where the average commute is 32.3 minutes. Residents in other notoriously traffic-congested cities like New York City have an average commute time of 43 minutes, and in Washington, D.C., it can take residents up to 37 minutes, 20 seconds to get to work, according to the study. However, the walkability and access to public transport is much higher in those areas. Nashville has a walk score of 28.8, a transit score of 21.7, and a bike score of 29.7, all out of 100. While New York City, for example, has a walk score of 88 and a transit score of 89. Even places like Dallas have a higher walk score at 46 and a transit score of 39. Because of this, more people in Nashville rely on cars to get to work. According to the study, the city has 452,194 workers with only 2.6% of households that do not have access to a car. All that traffic led to commuters in Nashville losing an estimated 41 hours in congestion in 2022. Behind Nashville, the top five cities with the hardest commutes were Charlotte, North Carolina, Jacksonville, Florida, Houston, Texas, and Washington, D.C. 
Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Enjoy some spooky fun at Columbia's Haunting in the District this Halloween. The event will take place this evening, Halloween, from 6 to 8 p.m. Kids can trick-or-treat safely on the downtown square and visit a petting zoo. Many businesses and organizations will be on hand to give out candy to the kids. Be mindful of road closures happening while the event takes place. But most of all, have a really fun Halloween. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting, WKOM, WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great Halloween.